And good morning, KRFY listeners, and thanks for tuning in to the KRFY Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024, and I'm Susie Perez, your host today, and to, I have three lovely people, community people here, who um, are smiling, and I'll tell you who our guests will be. We have, from the East Bonner County Library Community Engagement and Adult Program Coordinator, Joyce Jowdy. Good morning, Joyce. Morning, Susie. And with her are Debbie Love from the Community Bonner Community Food Bank. You're the director. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. And we have the new, brand new employee at the Bonner Community Food Bank, the Development Coordinator, Anna Camp. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for coming in today. There's a lot of reasons the library and the food bank are collaborating on a really great program called Natural Connections. We're going to hear all about it. And so welcome everyone to the show this morning. Thank you. Welcome again to, uh, to Debbie, Anna, Anna, and Joyce. So we have here uh, on Saturday, the Natural Connections, Saturday, February 10th. This has been a program that the library has hosted now for quite a while. How long has it been going on, Joyce? We started it in August. And, and we've, we've achieved our goal of doing it once a month since then. So, and Just briefly, before we kind of switch over to how the collaboration between the food bank and the natural connections from the library is going to take place this month, mm-hmm. but tell, tell us just briefly a little bit about natural connections, why some of the, you know, high points. Yeah. Thank you very much, Susie, for having us on and letting me talk about Natural Connections, which, as I said, is a monthly event we're trying to hold at the library where it's all day. In this case, it's this Saturday, the 10th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's an opportunity for the community to come together, share their expertise, potentially, which you'll hear about some today, as well as for people to learn, explore, experience different topics through different modalities of learning. And trying to bring the community together and sharing, sharing amongst ourselves. You know, building community, give, creating a sense of belonging, get to know your neighbors, that sort of thing. And the library, you know, is always going to be about books, but it's so much more than books nowadays. And this is our attempt to, you know, connect with the community. Well, I've been hearing out in the community how wonderful these programs are. I was able to participate in one. And... Yeah, what a nice addition to what the library already brings, which is pretty awesome. We have the best library in the world, I always say. (laughs) Why, thank you. My children love it. Yeah, I bet. So let's look at this next one that's coming up Saturday, February 10th. And uh, I know there's a collaboration between the food bank. So you want to switch over? Uh, Well, how about this first, since this is Debbie... Why don't you talk a little bit about the food bank, where you're at, and then we'll talk about the collaboration, because I also want to introduce Anna as the new development coordinator. So go ahead, Deb. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We um, Currently, we have undergone an expansion, so we've added 1,500 square feet to our warehouse side, and then we've also expanded in the market, so we have another 200 feet inside for people to shop. Um, we had a 20% increase in visits last year. So we had over 38,000 visits 
into the food bank. So the need has grown. Um, so the timing of that expansion has really helped us give us more volunteer workspace. Uh, we were working outside in the elements before, so it's nice to be inside a building that's actually insulated. <laughs> hmm. um, we seem to retain volunteers easier that way. I don't know why, but, you know. <laughs> go figure. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> so anyway, we're really excited for that expansion, and, and we've been able to keep up with the demand, which I'm so um, thankful to our community for that. So you just mentioned 36,000 visits to the food bank last year. That's average 3,000 a month. Yeah. That's quite a bit. Yes. Would that be surprising to most people? Yes, very surprising. Um, and it inflation. So I feel like our every household budget has been affected by the cost of groceries, rent, fuel. Um, and then our low income families are hit the hardest with that. And so people are coming in needing us more as more of their um, bills are, you know, taking up that extra income, so to speak, that they would have. Right. So need expansion because of the need mm-hmm. and um, happier volunteers, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's every, yeah. Why not? So let's switch over to Anna. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You're, are you new to the community? Yes, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, my name is Anna, and uh, we just moved here uh, to northern Idaho from western Colorado. So out of the high desert and into the, into the forest, which is it's a welcome change. My husband and I lived here about 20 years ago, and so now we've made the move back. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really... Uh, Grateful to be working at the food bank with Debbie and the team there. Um, my background is um, primarily in in food systems and farming, and um, I ran a, a small program in Western Colorado linking classrooms and farmers to teach about food and food production. And so um, my my passion really lies in um, where food becomes food. It's not just a plant or an animal out in the in the world, but that transition point where it becomes something edible uh, for for right. us to uh, partake in, and uh, and so exciting. in your new position as development coordinator, yes. let's talk a little bit about that. What do you? You're excited, I'm sure, about it. But what do you see as what you're going to do? Mm. I have I have a, a background in sort of uh, volunteer coordination as well, so I think really galvanizing the community, the volunteer community, into um, getting getting behind all the the promotion and programs that that we do in the community is something that um, I'd like to work more. So on. promoting the food bank, I just had an idea. Yeah. You have a community garden out there, don't you? We do. So there's a there's your link that you just talked about. It's a great link, and I know that there's a very strong community of growers in the area too. If you're you know a a backyard grower or a more commercial operation, so bringing food in from the local farmers. Yes, and yeah. that their volunteers if they're bringing their food. I know the food, the community garden over uh, near Pine Street. It's quite a large. People buy spaces. Right. Several of those spaces are dedicated to the food bank. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I sort of see use, using you know the the food that comes out of the the ground there maybe for an educational opportunity for clients to come in. Maybe they're intimidated by you know something that is coming out of the soil. It's like ah, oh, what do I do with this thing? But you know if it if it's you know carrots or 
kale or whatever that may be. Zucchini. Zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, sometimes when food comes in and people show up to maybe take some of that food home to to their families, how do you cook that piece that food? So is our education part of, I don't like to use the word education it implies that people don't know anything but right. sharing how to maybe use that recipes things like that absolutely even yeah just sharing ideas and if it's walking through the market and you know we've got a you know a, a surplus of tomatoes mm-hmm. like oh, what you know what could we do with these tomatoes you know is it you know a myriad of possibilities so, so. is that on your docket it, it is it is it is for me personally but under you know the guidance of debbie of course of you know what the pri- priorities are going to be for the food bank but right. that's what i hope to carry into it well welcome to the position what do you see as challenges um challenges um i've, I've worked um sort of on on my own independently quite a bit um so teaming up yes team yeah teaming teaming up is um you know just transitioning into a community that I'm I'm new in mm-hmm. as well and learning learning about how sort of the order of things in this area mm-hmm. and and taking all of that into consideration um well just a, a in. <laughs> right well just a little clue you couldn't ask for a better executive director to help you integrate into the community <clears throat> than Debbie Love so yeah, lucky I, you I can mm-hmm. I, I can sense that already I'm yeah. Yeah. Thank you. How many full-time employees do you have or part-time employees do you have, Debbie? We have seven now. So okay. um, four are actually part-time and three are full-time. And what's the other full-time? Is the other full-time would be our warehouse and our market coordinator. Okay. So. Okay. So you'll be working as a team. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so where? Do, so we want to transition. So Debbie, why don't we go back to you for just a minute? What is going on at the food bank right now? What's your biggest uh, push? Our, our biggest push right now um, will be actually the volunteers. So we actually ha- are up exceeding from COVID. So we're over 120 volunteers. So we, yes. So <laughs> so one of the, the tasks we'll put Anna on is actually doing, you know, more of a streamline, keeping our volunteers connected and, and moving forward. And we have lots of changes. So as far as food, you know, when we have recalls and things and having a better system of communicating that to our volunteers. So sounds like a newsletter. It also sounds like a <coughs> monthly visit to KRFY morning show. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be fun. What do you think? A little update every once in a while? That'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're always welcome. Um, when you, you talk about uh, are you partnering with Food for Our Children for the backpack program? We do. We so, have a a long partnership with them since they started in 2015. And so that was part of the motivation to expand as well, to have that volunteer workspace. They're actually going to be heading into the warehouse here soon and packing about 420 kits a week. Every Wednesday, every right? Wednesday. They come in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. It's a great partnership we have with them. And a, just a little picture of Food for Our Children. It's called uh, Weekend Backpacks, something like that? Yeah, Weekend Food Program. Okay. Yep. And mm-hmm. the... You, they make backpacks, they take them to the schools, and then children can take those home because over the weekend, they might not have access to everything they need in the food department. Right. They're not getting those um, breakfast and lunch at school on the weekend. So this is to help supplement that for them. So they come back to school on Monday ready to, to learn. Right. Yeah. Anything you want to say about that, Joyce? I think it's a great idea. And it's nice to see with you guys expanding your garden and everything and the library having a garden. 
I think bringing excess produce people have, you know, being able to donate that and learn how to use it is just a wonderful way for us all to come together. Absolutely. So we all are healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm, just as we're speaking about it, everyone has extra food in their garden, but not really sure what to do with it sometimes. So getting the word out, Anna, about that yeah, yeah. to the community and maybe garden tours even of some of the bigger well, gardens. We're, we're working on that too. Okay. So. We're, we're on the same level here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we want to talk a little bit about the collaboration between the library and uh, Eat Smart, co-sponsor of the upcoming, and the food bank, of the upcoming Natural Connection, which is this Saturday again. Right. But there's four segments to this Saturday. And do you want to talk about those real quick? And then we'll go to Pastabilities. Thank you very much. So people, you can start your day off at 10 a.m., And if you've always wanted to, like, trim your kid's hair or your partner's hair or your own hair, we're going to have hair trimming made easy. So that starts off at 10. We'll get into more details later. And then 11 o'clock, the one that the food bank is involved in is Imagine the Possibilities. Now, right off, I'm going to warn people, it's not the, the flour pasta that you're used to. It's made out of vegetables. So we have something there. So healthy that way and then we'll move on at 1 p.m the art of storytelling and then at 2 p.m the gentle art of puppetry and both those programs storytelling and puppetry are geared towards the adult or the teen so it's not a little kids craft program um just to let you know that but then we'll go forward so you got a 10 o'clock 11 o'clock one o'clock and two o'clock slot you can come for the whole day or just the section that interests you okay we'll talk more about the other ones but let's get to possibilities and i know the food bank folks here debbie and anna are very excited about this so who wants to jump in and tell us and you also wanted to mention the collaboration. Before. Absolutely, yeah, so. yeah. So let's um, let's talk about um, Eat Smart Idaho. They're um, a a piece of the um, University of Idaho Extension Extension Service, and um, they've got a mission in eating healthy, shopping smart, food safety, quick meal preparation, and and sort of shopping on a limited budget, and also increasing physical activity um, and. Um, a woman named Melissa will be coming in and presenting on on their behalf, uh, which is exciting to collaborate with the university extension there at Eat Smart Idaho. And um, what we're going to be bringing in is um, some vegetables and pasta and uh, showing people how to use a zoodle maker, which I don't know if anyone knows how to use that, but it's it's pretty exciting. It's you know for, There's a lot of... Um, Folks that maybe don't want to eat gluten, and they can they can use um, use vegetables in in place of uh, those sort of more gluten heavy um, options. So that's what we'll be doing there. We're going to be doing two different recipes: um, one with more of a um, conventional noodle, and then one with the the vegetables. And Are then, we talking zucchini? 
Yeah, zucchini. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that you can spiral a zucchini. You can spiral and a zucchini. make pasta. <laughs> true. True. It, it looks like it looks like pasta. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun. It gives you that kind of slurpy effect that pasta <laughs> can bring, which is fun. It I could know. probably even take tomato sauce on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's really pretty too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to be showing. Uh, are, is someone going to be coming from the university? Yes. Smart program. Yeah. Yeah. So Melissa is is the woman who's coming down, and she's going to help out. Um, as a representative of Eat Smart Idaho. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We, we did a similar program back in August with kids and adults, and it turned out really well. Melissa did a fantastic job, and we've been partnering with them for the last four years. And so they'll come and do demos if we have an excess of zucchini or tomatoes or what, and she'll um, sit in the lobby and show how to prepare it and have recipes. So we'll be doing the same thing here Saturday with Joyce. We'll be having recipes. Um, the library has contributed really pretty tote library bags that we'll have groceries to take home um, of the meal that we prepare that day. And yeah, everyone will be leaving with a bag of groceries. So not mm-hmm. only do you get the instruction and a meal, but you will leave with a you know, a bag of groceries so you can go home and prepare the meal for yourself or someone that you care about. So, are you prepared for hundreds of people? <laughs> thirty. We have a limit of thirty. Okay. So limited supplies, but yeah, we'll yeah, we have bags and and on zoodle makers too that Eat Smart Idaho will be throwing in the bag. I want one of those zoodle makers. Yeah, we'll hook you up. <laughs> so, how do you sign up for this program? Oh, did just I. Just show up. Oh, yeah, it was so first, first come, come first serve. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's welcome to attend the program. And as they said, there is a limited quantity of the bags to take home, but I think we'll have enough, you know. And if we don't, we we're, we're a good community about sharing. Yes, and True. one of the things um, just to add to it is even if you don't end up with a bag of groceries to go home, you'll get to taste and have lunch. From what we make, because it's also hands-on demo demonstration, demonstration. is what Anna told yep. me offline. Yep. And so not only do you get to see it, get a recipe, but you get to eat it, the fruits of your labor, right then and there. And so we can all share in that, too. It sounds like a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a good time. Great. Yeah. yeah. A lot of coordination goes into putting a program on like this. Obviously, all the different vegetables you have to bring in. So collaborating with the university is a good idea. It's a great service that they're offering, you know, because not only, you know, as Anna mentioned, they're going to go into nutritional stuff. You know, how do they read those labels? And, you know, it's hard going to the grocery store and getting high quality food in terms of costs. And so she's going to give those kinds of tips to really empower us all as a community. And we really wanted this to be for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just for one segment of our population. We can all enjoy this and, you know, Mm -hmm. explore food with our neighbors. Well, it sounds like fun. It sounds like something to go to, uh, to also learn. Yes. Because there's a lot to learn about food. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. So what else do you want to tell us about the food bank? What's coming up? Well, I really want to thank Joyce for for partnering with the library. We've always enjoyed our partnership, and so I feel like it's a natural fit to be a part of this series. And we've also talked about um, moving into other parts of the county, so Clark Fork, and bringing program out to those rural, more rural areas. Um, So I feel like this is just the beginning of our partnership. Yes, we were talking about pop-ups the other day, yes. you know, and maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So if people have ideas, um, we'd appreciate it. And, and you know, I appreciate 
Susie, you mentioning about collaboration taking time. You know, we we had dreamt this up for October. And wow. it took a bit of time to make it happen. But, I was you know, still I unpacking think, boxes. Yeah, there you go. But, <laughs> but I think it really worked out well because February's can be a hard time up here, you know, for folks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it gives us a chance to learn something, to get out, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like from your weather report, like there'll be a problem for people to come in. Right. And it's a chance to build those connections with yeah. us because food's an issue for most people, <clears throat> you yes. know, yes. it's mm-hmm. not limited to one population. population. Right. Just back to the food bank, have you experienced or know that in our community, because this was a phrase that was used in urban communities a lot, food deserts. Do we have that as a consideration when we're looking at making sure our community is um, taken care of? Yes, we do. Um, We mentioned Clark Fork. They do have a food pantry there that we help support. Um, And then also we have a food bank under our umbrella in Priest River. So when the Old Town food pantry is no longer, um, we've stepped up to be able to help more of that, the west side of the county with those, um, with food. So transportation is a barrier for a lot of people in our county. So we're, the pop-ups is a great idea. We've worked with other organizations where we've gone out, uh, clear up to Priest Lake area um, to provide food programs and things. So, Yes. Well, I know in the urban community, sometimes they have old school buses that they outfit mm-hmm. as uh, mobile food pantries. Right. And Second Harvest will bring in their mobile food pantry as well. And that'll be every three months or so. So they'll, they'll rotate it. But it's typically in Sandpoint at the Lutheran Church over on Pine Street. So, And I live on West uh, <laughs> Main. And the, the traffic, the line is forever. Yes. And so it really shows that our community is in need. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's mm-hmm. There's just a lack of, con, you know, ability to have good food on the table. And I know that Second Harvest brings in very good food. They do, yes. And, and we're the beneficiaries of that, the leftovers. So right. when there are... Well, well, I really appreciate, you know, Debbie and Anna doing everything with the food bank and being willing to collaborate on this because they've contribute lots of time, the food that's going to go in the take-home bags, and then Melissa from the Eat Smart, her her abilities, her knowledge, as well as she's providing all the stuff for the demonstration. So it's a real true partnership. And then we're providing the space and then the bag. And I think these things are, are how we're, we're coming together around these things. And I want people to realize this is for everybody. It's free. Yes. And it's open to the public. And we wanted to raise consciousness about food and nutrition and cooking. You know, maybe you're a widow and you didn't have, that wasn't your role in the family was to cook. And now you need to learn to cook. Or Mm -hmm. you're maybe a teenager and it's your first time out on your own, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't want you living on, you know. Crackers. (laughs) Crackers. Yeah, there you go. So, and and, and if you're highly skilled, this is a chance for you to rub bubbles with other people and learn other new tips. And, you know, really appreciate you guys' flexibility and willingness to to partner on this. It's been awesome. Thank you, Joyce. Sounds like you're going to have a great day. I just want to quickly, because the food bank is always an interest to me, if you knew, if you have a neighbor that you know isn't getting nutritional food, nutritious food, or is kind of falling between the cracks, I think it would be great to have kind of a somehow get that information out to 
an entity that could help facilitate taking care of each other is basically what I'm saying. A yes. program called Let's Take Care of Each Other. Because um, I know that happens. Yes. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just another thought. But also yeah. I want to talk about how is the food bank? I know you go through a ton of food. Literally. And, and literally. Tons. <laughs> tons. So how is it funded? I don't know, Anna, this is new to you, but what are you seeing? Um, from from what I've seen is is we've it's really community support. The people within our community that, that are in a position to help um, people that have you know, a lower access to, to food. They can come in and, and support us monetarily. There's um, a lot of funding we get from small foundations, um, but it is, it is primarily community support. It's all within the, the community of Sandpoint that steps up and, and helps take care of each other. And, and I've seen just in, you know, my, my four weeks in the office, people walking through the doors, offering what they can to to help people in our community because I think that's all something that we can relate to as as people is is being generous and giving what we have to to share with people so it's it's been a really wonderful thing to witness and yeah I look forward to seeing more and raising more awareness around it and well again Anna Camp thank thank you for coming in today and telling us but also Thanks for joining our community and bringing your expertise and enthusiasm to our important food uh, community food bank. You're welcome. Thank you, Susie. Yeah, Debbie Love, thank you. And they're going to take a little, we're leaving now, break. <laughs> and we're going to take a music break. Joyce, you want to stay with me and we'll come back and talk about the whole program on Saturday? Absolutely. And can I just put a pitch for in case people need to leave also? If you want more information, go to www.ebonnerlibrary.org to the event page and click on February 10th and you'll get all the details. So even if you have to leave like the food bank does, you'll you'll get the rest of the information for Saturday. May I, may I say we're actually headed to the library well, right now. <laughs> enjoy that beautiful spot and time. We're going to hear Tracy Chapman. And also, if you're listening to this right now, we are recording it. It will be a podcast on our website, krfy.org, later in the day. So you can hear all the great information. Again, Anna Camp and Debbie Love. Thanks for coming in. We're back in the studio. This is 88.5 KRFY. This is The Morning Show, and I'm Susie Prez. And I'm here with Joyce Jowdy. Joyce, thanks for staying with me. You're the program and community engagement and adult program coordinator with the East Bonner County Library. And we just had, tell us who we just had in the studio. We had Debbie Love and Anna Camp from the Food Bank, for the Bonner County Food Bank. And they are partnering with us this Saturday. So it was great to hear straight from them, not only about this program, but about the work, that, the great work they're doing in our community. And so they're coming into the library on Saturday for Natural Connections. One of the site, four segments that you're, you're presenting on Saturday, and that's called Pastabilities, but it's not just about pasta. That's and right. who are they collaborating with? They're collaborating with Melissa Hoyt, she's going to be the person actually sharing information with us, and she's from the University of Idaho's Extension Program, Eat Smart Idaho. So it sounds like she's a nutritionist. Yeah, she's been working for them for six years, and she teaches nutrition, cooking skills throughout both Kootenai and Bonner counties, and 
she she started at a young age, so she she's got a lot of experience under her belt. She liked to experiment from like age seven, I hear. <laughs> so cooking and being smart about food. Eat Smart Idaho provides nutrition and physical activity education for low income Idahoans. But that's not what this is about Saturday. This is sharing information with the food bank and Eat Smart Idaho about how would you describe eat possibilities? I would describe it as a chance to be in person at a cooking show that you get to step up to the table and participate in hands on. And then you get to eat all the food for lunch and then you get to take a bag home, a nice library cloth bag. So you can then go shopping with a cloth bag in the community or go to the library and and get your books and go home and make the meal for your family and share with them what you've learned as well as an opportunity to have some good food and good company and all that sort of thing. And learn about nutrition tips and how to go, you know, stretch your dollar, but still eat healthy. Right. It sounds like a lot of fun. And I know you've, you really put this together and Natural Connections, it's part four different segments on Saturday, uh, February 10th at the library. And you've been doing this for a while. Good job, Joyce Jowdy. Thank you. It's taken the community, believe me. Every one of these presentations has been a partnership, a collaboration, and oftentimes one has led to the other. You know, coming up in March, the one of the presenters, I was like, oh, I'm still looking. And she gave me two, Susie, two connections, and they're both going to present. So, I mean, it's this community saying, hey, we want to learn this stuff. We want to share what we learned, what we know, and let everybody experience and have an opportunity to do it for free. So there's the a little clue. If you have something you'd like to share and do a presentation, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Contact Joyce Jowdy. So how how would people make that connection? They can reach me at the library directly at 208-263-6930 at extension 1103. Or feel free to email me at Joyce, and that's J-O-Y-C-E, at ebonnerlibrary.org. And then also, while we're giving these stat, this info, I should mention our website is www.ebonnerlibrary.org, and you can click on the event page and get details about this program as well as any others that you're interested in. And so let's continue with Natural Connections. Why don't you give us a, a landscape view, verbal landscape view, of what Saturday looks like this month, February 10th. Okay, so at 10 a.m., hair trimming made easy. 11 a.m., imagine the possibilities, which we were just talking about. 1 p.m., the art of storytelling. And 2 p.m. is the gentle art of puppetry. That's your overview to draw you out. And it's at the Sandpoint Library branch over on Cedar Street. Hair trimming made easy, 10 a.m., so what are we going to experience there? Come ready to give or receive a haircut. Shoulder length or longer. Because we want everybody to have success. And if your hair is short, you know, there's not a lot of room to make mistakes. So we're asking people, you know, have that shorter length hair, you know, have your hair clean and everything because we don't have a setup to wash your hair or any of that. This is going to be, you know, 
the basics, if you will. No buzz cuts, no, you know, fancy layers. A little trim. Yeah, a little trim. So, you know, to take a little length off or, you know, for yourself, your kids, your partner, your friends, what have you. Stay at home style. Right. Sounds like we're not going to have a lot of guys because Uh, they have short hair. Well, well, unless they have long hair. No, but our community. Yeah. True. We're open to everybody. <laughs> and this is also, you know, Sharice Dexter is a cosmetologist and she's not practicing as that right now, but she has those credentials. And she um, mentioned to me that the reason why this came about, she came to me, Susie, because she said she's a, young, a mother of a young child. And she said other mothers and friends and colleagues were all asking, oh, you know, I don't want to mess up my kid's hair or my you know, spouse's hair or what have you. So that's why we're we're doing this. And and she's a great resource in our community. She's also doing another program. I don't know if you heard dancing stories for the kids. Um, she's doing that series. And she also is great at making things out of other things. Mm. So she uh, accepts people's natural fiber old clothes. You know, you got that cashmere co- sweater. Yeah, you got Make that a hat. great piece of wool that's got a hole in it. She transforms it. So she's super skilled and she's going to share tips and tricks. So everybody and she's there. So if you do goof up, she can save the haircut for you. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yeah, it should be great. It should be great fun. And she told me that it's even great for teens to learn to do it. So she's totally comfortable showing them as well, not just adults. Some great tips on how to trim hair made easy. Okay, that's at 10 a.m. And then we have the one that we've been talking about a lot. Imagine the possibilities. That's at 11. Right. And that'll finish up. At, with that lunch that I told you about. Mm-hmm. And then after everybody's done eating and we clean up that, at 1 p.m., we will, um, Janine Tidwell and Karen Hernandez, I think you know them, Susie. They're, they work with the Twin Eagles Wilderness School. They're going to be doing the art of storytelling at 1 p.m. And that, again, is, you know, bringing stories alive. You know, we all have a story mm-hmm. and they want to emphasize that. And some will probably be a more traditional um, story of some traditional stories, but they're powerful. Um, And they did tell me there'll be more serious themes, you know, because it is geared towards that adult or or teen. And, you know, things about stories help us understand ourselves, you know, why things have come to be, you know, all of these things are very important. You know, some they can even act as a compass. You know, when I was talking to Janine, that's what she was sharing with me and saying, you know, give us a personal and a collective direction. Right. And so I think it'll be very fascinating. You know, essentially it's going to be, you know, in a circle, them telling stories um, that some may recognize and others may not. But in give us something to think about as well as know, inspire us all to share stories. Mm-hmm. I know if you read to a child, I know this is geared towards adults, Mm -hmm. but if you read a story Mm -hmm. and then you instead step back and told the story, Mm. that is traditionally a very different thing. Or if you showed them pictures from a storybook or you described those pictures verbally, it's a very different thing. The brain activity is different. Absolutely. And it's, it's key. You know, when we've been telling stories forever. You know, and that's, um, it seems like a lost art sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that they're going to bring us together 
and, you know, we won't have the fire that we, you know, traditionally often people will sit around talking and, and telling stories, but we'll have the intent. And this is a great season in order to share stories. Okay. And then at 2 p.m. after the storytelling segment, we have the gentle art of puppetry. And the same two ladies will be doing that. And really, they had wanted to do it all as one, but I encourage them to split it because I figured we might have an audience that would do something a little bit different. You know, one want one and not the other. But puppetry has been traditional for many, many cultures. And it's not so much as the cutesy little kid, you know, sock puppet with the big eyes, you know, that people will think of cartoons or for little kids. These are the, the traditional way of puppetry where... Where, hmm, let's see, how would I say it? Where puppets were used to communicate, you know, um, even she was sharing with me, Susie, I couldn't believe this, that it had to do with rituals for funerals. Mm -hmm. They even used puppets and, and all of these kinds of things. And so what we'll be doing is they'll talk about some of that history and then we'll do a hands-on create. So... It doesn't matter if you've never made a thing in your life before. They're going to have lots of natural materials and some unnatural. And they're going to give you some prompts and you're going to think about it. And it's almost like you can imagine what could be. Mm -hmm. You like how people do vision boards? You can almost do that with a puppet. And they've always been included as part of storytelling. And frankly, they might even do it in their storytelling. I don't don't want to commit because I'm not positive. But they've made some really cool-looking... puppets and you'll be able to make one simply sure it sounds like fun um you can again go to the bonner county library website and find out all about it it says that this is february 10th at the library community room come for the full event or just stop in for the portion that interests you so again you can check that out at the website what is that website again joyce it is ebonnerlibrary.org. Okay. So we wanted to talk just for a little bit about the other things that are going on at the library. You're not just doing natural connections, although I'm sure that it's taking up quite a bit of your time. Um, as the as the adult coordinator there, what else is going on? What are you doing engagement-wise? Well, there's a number of different things. Also this week, I wanted to make sure people realized, is on Friday February 9th at 4.30 to 6, we'll be having Biodiversity Matters series will be starting. And the first program will be the Nature's Best Hope. And that'll be Dr. Tellamy is part of the Boise University um, talk. And it's going to be essentially steps you can take to reverse biodiversity. And Tellamy, Dr. Tellamy is all about pollinators and, uh, you know, perennials, natural perennials. Absolutely. And so the wild ones of the Northern Rockies chapter are the ones that are hosting that, as well as this Biodiversity Matters series, co-sponsoring it with the library. And he'll be in Boise. And so we'll be having it here um, through Zoom, Mm -hmm. but we'll be meeting in person um, to have that shared viewing. And he's an entomologist, a professor at the University of Delaware. And so that should be really interesting. He's the expert on how we can save ourselves 
without our pollinators, folks, it's a different story. We need to protect them. We need to give them food. We need to make sure we're doing the right thing. Absolutely. And and as you know, Susie, we have the community, um, we have the library garden for the community. It's a demonstration. And one of the things we put in last year was a pollinator's garden and trying to add to that. With native plants. With native plants. And then we also had put in things for the monarch butterfly and such forth um, with the mighty monarchs. We had partnered with them. And so we hope you know, to expand that. And there'll be future programs in this series. And also, I should just throw out there real quick, many of you knew Anna um, from the garden, if working for the library. She's decided to do some other things this year. So that position is open if there are people who have those skills and want to share that with the community, check out the library website and, you know, see if it meets your needs and maybe apply. Sure. Okay. And yeah, I'm probably going to go to the Doug Telemay uh, Zoom meeting because Great. I think we all really need to educate ourselves about the biodiversity and the importance of our pollinators. Yes, it's, you know, we don't realize with so much of the development going on, how much we can lose the source of what our pollinators really need. Yeah. So those things, uh, there's a position open for library garden coordinator or something like that. And the seed, um, she handles the seed saving program and the seed sharing exchange program too. So, yeah. Sounds like in the fall, that will be one of the segments in Natural Connection, seed saving. Yeah, we did that last year. I think we did. But so, yeah. And then on a different topic, I wanted to share um, Bethany for our teen coordinator. She's doing four sessions of watercolor classes for homeschoolers on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, from February 20th to the 29th, 10 to 11.30 a.m. The one thing there folks should be aware of, you need to commit for the whole series of classes and to register. And it's for fourth grade and older. So I know that's not my usual adult thing, but I wanted to make sure people are aware of that because it's something different. And there's so much going on at the library. Again, you, the website is very well put together, so you can always find out more. Anything else Thanks. that uh, you want to say? Well, in terms of, um, you know, we focused on programs we're providing. Susie, one of the other things that our library has really um, been succeeding at is reoccurring community initiatives. So one of the things with that is people on their own have a certain area of interest and then they use the library space to have that work. So groups like the Toastmasters or the Sandpoint Story Makers who meet regularly and create works. You know, for example, the Sandpoint Story Makers are how we got that open mic the other month. And they have even did an anthology that they worked on and created there at the library. We have watercolor class group. That's an initiative from the community and it's a student led and regularly they do it. And anybody's welcome to all of these things. And so not only do we have these things that the library sponsors, but we have opportunities that are initiated by the community. You know, we have the chest all of these different things. There's a tabletop game night. What about music in the lo- in the lobby? Don't you have a yes. group of people that are string players? Yes, we do, and they're there all the time too. Um, so the 
I've drawn a blank on their official title, sure. but um, they meet regularly. And a lot of times, if you're in the other side meeting room, you get to be entertained during your meeting as they're playing. And they've also been nice enough to play. I believe we even have some music coming up in the lobby on Valentine's Day or somewhere Could around be, there. Yeah. So, yeah. And when you play music with other people, you get better, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about our awesome, wonderful East Bonner County Library? Well, I know I've mentioned this before, but I just, you know, another reminder to folks, we also have the Library of Things. And we're going to have a new edition that um, I think might excite some people is we're looking or in the process of acquiring a sewing machine. And so in addition to telescopes, guitars, and, you know, adapters and cords and all sorts of, you know, techie stuff, we're also going to go old school and get a sewing machine to share. And I should mention our next adult sewing class is Sewing Foundations, Patterns, and Elastic, and that's Saturday, February 17th, 10 to 1. And we're going to learn how to do that by making little PJ shorts. Oh, perfect. But you do need to register for that, but all materials are provided. And then also, uh, while we're not actually giving this per se, I want to let people know since it's tax season, there are the AARP Tax Aid Service is again at the, the library on Mondays and Wednesdays, 9 to 3, first come, first serve. And don't be discouraged by the title AARP. Not only do you not need to be a member, but you also, it doesn't matter your age. So as long as you have a W-2 or, you know, 18 mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, filing taxes, they could serve you. But it's all first come, first serve, which I know can be challenging for folks, but it is a free service. So. Yeah, and it's Monday and Wednesday, 9 to 3 p.m. is their their last um, time to assist somebody. And there's more details at the library about mm-hmm. what to bring right. and all that sort of thing. You have to bring your whole financial uh, W-2s, all of the 1099s and things like that. Yeah, but, and they will they can actually do the taxes and file them for you, or you can just go to ask questions if you had questions. And then last but not least, um, March 26, the book club, the library book club, they're going to be talking about Mozart Starling by Landa Lynn Hutt. So we still have the traditional book club books as well as our, you know, our library of things and our VR room. And then next month in March, just want you to hold the date, March 9th will be our next Natural Connections after this month. And there'll be, um, I hear something about fermentation and sauerkraut and, you know, mobility and things of that nature. So lots of things to um, appeal to. And and really, if you step back from this whole, uh, everything that you shared with us today it's to enhance the life and the quality of life of our community. Absolutely. Whether you're the giver or the receiver, it's for us all. I love that. Perfect. Well, thank you, Joyce Jody, for coming in today. You are the East Bonner County Library Community Engagement and Adult Program Coordinator. So you're doing your job. Well, thank you, Su- <laughs> Susie. And I hope to see you and, and your listeners this Saturday for the Natural Connection, starting at 10, Hair Trimming Made Easy, 11, mm-hmm. Imagine the Possibilities, 1, The Art of Storytelling, and 2, The Gentle Art of Puppetry. And you get to let your creativity go into your stomach and out your hands 
for puppets. And then you can even share the story of what you went through when you were creating the puppet, you know, and, and I know they're going to have some really cool stories, even about puppetry. She was telling me how people found them up in their attic and some interesting stories. Sounds with that. really great. Uh, thank you again for coming in and talking with us today on the morning show. And uh, again, that website, because that's where a lot of your information will be. If you heard parts of this morning show, by the way, it will be on our website at krfy.org as a podcast later in the day. But Joyce, again, how do we connect? www.ebonnerlibrary.org or call 208-263-6930 at extension 1103. And reminder, no reservations needed for this Saturday. Okay, well, just Just show up. Just show up. (laughs) And everyone knows where the library is. It's over on Division and Cedar. Absolutely. Yeah. Right here in Sandpoint. So I just want to remind our listeners again, this will be a podcast on our website, krfy.org, later in the day. Also tomorrow, Jack Peterson will be in the studio with a panel of moviegoers and film aficionados to look back at 2023 films now that the award season is upon us, guests to be announced and on Friday, that's tomorrow on the morning show at 8 a.m. And on Friday, it's North Idaho News of the Week. Always a good thing to tune into and find out what a lot of stuff going on in Boise, legislative-wise and things like that. We have local journalists coming in from the Sandpoint Reader and the Bonner County Daily Bee to talk about that. And if you didn't catch the local, a new local show called Medical Musings with Dr. Joanne, that launched on Monday. Great show. She had two guests in the studio. And you can also get that on our website as a podcast at krfy.org.